Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Today, we are bringing you our third installment of Black History Month, the case of Akia Eggleston. This story reminds me a lot of Selena Mays in the sense of her being pregnant. This case was actually solved recently in 2023 in October, but we felt that some of the details needed to be shared because there is not a lot of information on what happened to her. So we decided that she deserved her side of the story. Oh, yeah. She has such a beautiful, vibrant energy, and I wanted to share in that. On May 3rd, 2017, 22-year-old Akia Eggleston was last seen on surveillance withdrawing money from her bank account. This location was in Baltimore, Maryland. This beautiful soul was eight months pregnant with her second child. She was only able to go places, drive, walk at a very short distance. And that was due to her pregnancy being considered high risk. Was she on bed rest at all? She was actually supposed to be. And after she was seen on surveillance at the bank, she was never seen again. From what I heard, she had been planning to move to a new place, a new apartment, and also was preparing for her baby shower. From the sounds of it, she was actually going to be doing a gender reveal baby shower. She already knew the gender of her baby, but she wanted to share it with her friends and family. Yes, and she also had a two-year-old little girl. She was about to give birth to a little boy. However, they disappeared without explanation. Now, when it comes to this woman having to deal with tragedy, she was no stranger to it. She had lost her mother to cancer when she was 18 years old. Her dad also died, but never really was involved in her life in any capacity, so she didn't really have a secondary parent and lost her only parent very young. However... She was surrounded with a lot of family members, including her grandparents and her stepfather, Sean, and also her stepfather, Sean's wife, Angelique. I do have to give a shout out to Sean and Angelique. They really seem to have that very genuine, loving vibe. They have never given up when it comes to getting Akia's story told or solved. They have spent countless hours and days doing vigils and anything else to really keep her memory alive. It's a beautiful thing, and that's how it should be. That's how we should do it as society. Akia was somebody who had a lot of aspirations. She was a dancer. She also was an inspiring model. She also didn't take any crap from anyone. She was someone who had goals and dreams. And she was planning to make something of herself. She also had a soft spot for people. It didn't matter what was going on in their lives. If they needed her help, she would give it to them, even if she was struggling herself. She was tiny. She was only four foot eleven. The reason she was placed on bed rest was because her son was in a breech position. And this also was going to be her second baby with a cesarean section. She actually had her son trying to come out of the womb earlier than planned, but they were able to stop the labor in time. She also really wanted to aspire to be involved with helping children. She loved kids quite a bit, and she was hoping that she would be able to obtain some sort of job or career that involved children. Her baby shower was just a few days away on May 7th, 2017. Now, sadly, Akia did not show up for her baby shower. Everyone was very concerned, and she was extremely excited about this baby coming, so she definitely would have showed. Oh, yeah. Her grandmother was supposed to make food, and Akia never had gotten back to her. 
So many little things that just didn't happen, and she was the one who paid for the deposit on her own baby shower. So this was something that she was genuinely, you know, trying to obtain. It was important to her. She would never just miss it. Now people are not very sure when she went missing because her friend was the one who drove her to the bank where she pulled out a few hundred dollars. She was pulling out money for the deposit for her new place with the baby's father. That friend that took her back home and then went back to the bank, that was the last person to see her. This friend was also female, and Akia was very active on social media, and it just stopped as of May 3rd. That weekend that she had gone missing, the family got together and did a search for Akia, made flyers, really tried to look for her everywhere. Now her friends did dumpster diving. Her stepfather, Sean, went in the water looking for her, which was around Cherry Hill Park. And he did this because he was a Marine. She also didn't have a vehicle or drive at the time. So like many cases, the police didn't really get involved too much of it until the time frame that the baby was supposed to be born, which was in June. And that is when the FBI then got involved in the case. (sighs) Well, the police and the FBI were not very helpful. They did put out a reward for her, but really nothing more took place. When the family would try to contact the police with many others, they were given the runaround and not a lot of detail. Like so many other cases, they would have to basically pull teeth to get any information about anything, which in my opinion proves to me that they weren't doing anything to help. Well, you know, they really didn't start to get involved until they got some more media attention. There was a show that she was placed on, which was a miniseries called Black and Missing. And that is when the attention started to come to this case. Not shocking. It is important to rely on social media when it comes to anyone missing. If you ever see anything in relation to someone missing, even if you don't know them, share it. We could try to save lives here. When it comes to her home, there was some furniture missing and there was also some clothes missing, but goes alongside with her preparing to move out, which was weird because she was eight months pregnant and on bed rest. So, you know, where is she moving furniture and stuff to? Right. I'm not sure if the family was asked or if it was the police, but it looks as though everyone was suspicious because she was not able to physically move things because she, like you said, on bed rest. None of her friends helped her move any items. So stuff disappearing alongside of Akia, like what? There was a claim that she was found on a bus, but that was false. There has also been a lot of complications with trying to connect with the people that she lived with or people that she surrounded herself with in her life, including the friend that drove her to the bank. That friend died from a chronic illness. Like, could there be any more holes in this case? There were squatters living in her home as well, which could have very well messed with a lot of the evidence because the door was unlocked. Eventually, another young lady did move in, but that young lady found out what happened to Akia and decided to leave. Don't blame her there. Akia went missing with her identification, her wallet. The family tried to get information from her cell phone And they were told that they didn't have the password, so they couldn't get any information. Again, the police could have done that part, and I don't believe any of that took place, honestly, at this point. It's truly sad. 
We understand that there are many, many unsolved cases out in the world, but sometimes you have to put like a little effort into things. There was also a high turnover rate in this particular police station. They couldn't keep a detective on the case if they tried because they always had new hands. So, of course, it's going to take some time to read through everything. I mean, you know, why the hell didn't the police get any information? Like, they could have solved this case a lot sooner. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of solved cases, let's talk a little bit about the father of her son, or at least the alleged father of her son. All people knew was that he was older and his name was Andre. And according to sources, they met through a mutual friend. He also had many other children, and at the time of her disappearance, he had a girlfriend. Here's the kicker for you. She, his girlfriend, was also pregnant with a child as well. Well, he was said to be at least 36 years old at the time, and as soon as she disappeared, he fell off of social media. Hmm, a little sketchy there. He left his job, even more sketchy, red flag, red flag, <laughs> which seems very suspicious. He also had no idea where she went. Hmm, at least that's what he said. So they allowed him to get away with that for the time being, even though he was suspect number uno, which right. he should have been. Right, exactly. Now, the stepfather actually has a, like, intertwined family connection to this Andre guy, and he knew him for years. They had that family dynamic. Sean had tried to reach out to him and his family, and the family kept telling Sean not to talk to him, but he kept trying anyway. I mean, if there was a family connection, why the hell didn't any of them try to help Sean? Because they were definitely lying. I know that there were some issues with this Andre guy as well. But I also know the family had some issues with this Andre guy as well. But I feel like it's kind of a lie. I, I feel like they were covering up to protect him. And I do also want to mention that 1000% he is the father of Akia's baby. Andre was supposed to be at the baby shower and he never showed up. How convenient. <laughs> He didn't show up to the baby shower, you know, maybe because he already knew that Akia wasn't going to be there. Exactly. This guy, by the way, had nine children. Right? And according to sources, his girlfriend and Akia, by the way, were having some problems on social media. They were fighting, including this woman threatening Akia and her daughter. You know, jealousy killed the cat. <laughs> a very unusual situation took place on the night of the vigil that they were having outside of Akia's apartment. Her bank card was randomly found. Angelique's cousin or somebody close to Angelique had found this card behind a shrub around the apartment. Nobody wanted to touch it just in case there was some sort of evidence on it. So Sean kicked it and they asked the police to come and get it. And the police asked them to bring the card to them but they didn't want to touch it, you know? Right? Because the cops were taking so long, they took the card back home with them. And then the cops were like, yeah, come in. And they were like, we're out of town, sorry. But they said they'd come back the next day and they put the card back where they found it, which, by the way, it was a townhome that she lived in. That card was placed near the shrub that they found it in. And by the way, she went missing in May and the card was found in September. That's wild. Now, Andre was arrested on February 2nd, 2022, almost five years after 
IKEA vanish. The only reason that things even started to move this case is because in 2021, there was a docuseries in relation to IKEA called Black and Missing, as we spoke about earlier, and all of a sudden they got some national news. And that is when people started to look a little bit closer. Oh, yeah. Michael, a.k.a. Andre, was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. He was charged with two counts of second-degree murder. So, by the way, Michael's full name is Michael Andre Robertson. Akia was going to name her son Anubis Robertson. Apparently, Andre is totally into mythology and wanted to name him Anubis. And the irony behind that is the name represents the Egyptian god of the dead. And, like... Here's my thought on the whole thing. Why the flying fuck did he have a say around something surrounding his child when he didn't even want the child to begin with? It's fucking crazy to me. Like, you're denying it, but you wanted to name him Anubis. Like, what? Yeah, total mind-fucking games he's playing with her. Now, apparently all these child support cases against him was what truly led people to him specifically because he had a lot of cases of unpaid child support. Clearly, this man had no interest in paying for his children. He just kept wanting to make babies, but, you know, didn't want to pay the child support or even be part of their lives. Andre and his girlfriend Haley Pomeroyd moved to Michigan and their two children moved there. What a happy, wonderful, big family. (laughs) Yay, all in Michigan together. According to sources, Andre decided that he was going to not work so he could avoid paying for any child support. What a way to support your family. Oh, my God. Well, you know, he sounds, you know, like a real stand-up guy. Everything but a deadbeat, you know what I'm saying? Dads should give a shit, you know? They should. (laughs) But, you know, we should give him a fucking medal. Yeah, but no, really. (laughs) He sounds like a winner. I know if I was Haley, I'd be fighting over him, too. (laughs) During the trial, the friends and family members of Akia basically described that Andre was problematic. They did not want her involved with him, like, at all. Andre apparently had a jealousy thing, even though, you know, he had several women at once. She had, you know, people coming in and out of her apartment all the time, and he'd get jealous. He didn't want the baby, wanted the baby. You know, which is it? Do you want it? Do you don't want it? Doesn't seem like you do, though. You're not paying for any of the other ones. (laughs) According to Andre, he told the police that he had no idea where she was, and she had mentioned going to a family member in Arizona and that she could be visiting. Yeah, but she just stopped on social. Right. Stops on social, eight months pregnant, about to give birth, but decided to go to Arizona. Yeah. Okay there, bud. Now the police finally decided to look into the phone records and realized that the same day that Akia went missing, that she had an outgoing phone call to Andre. The prosecution believed that Akia was murdered and then dumped in the garbage. However, the garbage trucks were not equipped with GPS, so they couldn't determine if, in fact, her body was picked up. During the trial, Andre had made a statement on how he had loved Akia. Like, what? But they were not together. Right. He said that he had only had sex with her once. According to Andre, he told everyone that the timelines didn't add up so he couldn't be the father. Meanwhile, it seems to be his M.O. for everything. Right, just deny, deny, deny. No, no, we had sex one time. No way she could have been pregnant, bro, even though all it takes is one time. 
only takes one sperm to make a baby. Exactly. You know, but timelines, you know, they do add up these timelines, at least. (laughs) Even though the fool is lying through his teeth, we also know, you know, he doesn't know how to do math. I also had a baby, got pregnant in September, and guess what? She came out in June, so. (laughs) Well, you know, he seems to live by that shaggy song, you know, it wasn't me. (laughs) Now, at 5.22 p.m., the day of her disappearance, she sent a Facebook message inviting somebody to her baby shower. According to Andre, he and her had a conversation and she told them that he needed to choose between Haley and Akia. And then they were broken up, even though they weren't together. You know, which was it, Andre? How can you, you know, break up with somebody that you weren't involved with, though? You only had sex with her one day. You can't really break up with somebody that you had a one night stand with. Dude is just digging himself a bigger hole. Also, Haley and Akia had a physical altercation at some point. The police had proof that his and Akia's phones were traveling together the evening of May 3rd. Conveniently, he denied that too. Of course he did. You know, this guy should just be a spokesperson for a group called The Denial. (laughs) He should. While he was in the same vicinity as Akia's phone... He was also sending text messages to his girlfriend, Haley. And at some point during the trial, they also brought up that Akia's phone had died and had never been recovered. Well, it looks like Michael Andre Robertson's defense attorney also did not believe in his client because they didn't call upon any witnesses. They didn't even suggest other people were the ones who hurt Akia. They just did absolutely nothing. So, you know, what choice did the jury have other than to provide a conviction against Michael Andre Robertson? And that's exactly what happened. Andre former boyfriend and father of her unborn child, was found guilty of two counts of murder, and the jury delivered the verdict on the 13th day of the trial. 13 days only. Akia's family said that they had been waiting six years for this justice. The 42-year-old faces a maximum penalty of two life sentences in prison. As he should. He is guilty. But I am ready to hear the details of this case because this is just insanity. I have many, many questions, but I'd like to ask first. Obviously, we ask this all the time. Is she still with us today? Sadly, her and Anubis are not here with us today. She says that they're together and she did pass, which breaks my heart. But she is ready to tell her story in a bigger way. So what took place with her situation? Like, how did she get to this point? From what I gather, it really started with Haley. Akia shows me that Haley and Andre had been continuously breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together. And from what she was aware of anyway, he was trying to get away from the situation with her. He was trying to start a new life, you know, 20 times over. He was solely invested in Akia and her baby. And from what she shows me, he was actually really excited about this new life that they had planned on doing, or at least that's what she thought. Now, while he was in the process of leaving Haley, he was still technically with Haley. Now, they must have been living together or something along those lines, but she and him were off again, on again, but still under the same roof. Sounds like she struggled to, you know, let him go. Oh, yeah. Absolute desperation here. Now, she was holding on to him pretty tightly, Now, she did beg him multiple times to stay with her instead of leaving, and she made a lot of threats to him, and Akia was verbally attacked on her social media platforms, 
but also through messages. She was being told to stay away from her man and that she would never let him go and that she's just, you know, apparently Akia's a hot mess. Akia was not interested in any of this. She was over the drama. She was sick and tired of this woman coming for her. She and Andre had a conversation a week prior before her disappearance about exactly this. She basically told him it's Haley or her. He told her that he wanted to be with Akia. He didn't care that he had to do it, but unfortunately, they had to get a place so he could stay there. And so he had to stay with her, Haley, until they could afford to get a place together. Because apparently, if he decided to hang out with her at her current place, well, that was just not going to work because then Haley would know where he was living. And so Akia started to get the money ready for this to happen, and she really went to town to get them a place pretty quickly. Well, you know, what was the reason that she had to go to the bank on this particular day? I believe they were actually going to go look at a place either that evening or the following day. And I'm pretty sure it was the following day. But I also see that they may have had like plans to see each other on the third. And they were getting the money all ready to put down as a deposit moving into the new place. He's a bum. He is a scrub. Goddamn. Well, you know, he made, you know, her pay for all of it. So, of course, you know, he's the scrub hanging out of his best friend's ride. Right. He told her that he would have money to put down, but he couldn't even give it to her until after they moved into the place. It was obviously a manipulation tactic for her to pay for all of this. But, you know, she also has a baby on the way. He was still really torn between what he should do, who he should go with. And he just wanted to be with somebody totally different, which is why he picked, you know, to go with Akia. But I'm also seeing that there was also a third woman that he had been seeing as well. Well, because, you know, he needed to continue to keep having more children. So I guess he wanted to give the world more children with no father figures in it. Typical. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't know what he wanted. From what I can see, he was shifting back and forth, trying to decide what the better option was. Haley was jealous and very controlling, which he didn't like. And he liked to do his own thing. And Akia was not controlling. She let him do whatever the hell he wanted to do. But she was also not going to put up with the bullshit either. She could very well kick him out at any time. And he was really contemplating on what he wanted. Basically, the easiest road he could take. Well, did they end up meeting at all that evening? They did. They were going to go over some details, maybe eat something, have a shower. I don't know. They were supposed to go eat something and then talk about details of the shower. They had also some small details in relation to the place as well. And he went to meet her and he was also going to grab, I believe, some like furniture too. Now, from what I gather, Haley had some sort of leverage over his head. She was basically giving him like an ultimatum because he was telling her that he didn't want to be with her anymore, but she wasn't having it. She also was pregnant at the time and told him that she would tell the police that some sort of drug thing took place in her home and that maybe he would get arrested and maybe that he touched a child like she was trying to like set him up pretty big with that. And from what I can see, he was scared that he was going to go to jail. He was afraid that that was going to happen. So he was like, oh, no, I better listen to her. And to be honest, with Akia, he would tell her what's going on and she would basically roll her eyes at him and tell him to be a man and to get his shit together. You know, and if he didn't move with her now, he wasn't going to get the opportunity to move with her later either. Well, did, you know, anything happen prior to them meeting up? From what he told Haley, 
he said he would stay away from Akia, but they had to, like, go and get a new life. I see he told her that he needed to take care of the problems and Akia won't go down without a fight. I see that they honestly were, like, coming up with a concoction of what they were going to do. I'm seeing poison. Could be drugs, perhaps fentanyl, something along those lines. And I feel as though Haley had informed him that he should kill her. And I see that Andre wasn't necessarily interested in killing her or anyone, but I do feel as though he felt like the need in this circumstance. So he decided to tell Haley that, yeah, he was going to meet her and kill her. So Haley allowed for them to, you know, hang out. And then she also became an accessory to murder. What a crazy, sick fuck. And this girl, you know, isn't getting charged with anything, though, either. That's crazy. I don't see any charges, but I also feel like... They think that Andre is enough, so they're not really going to push for any more charges for anyone else in the moment, possibly ever. He met her outside of her house. I believe that there was a vehicle involved, and she got in the vehicle, and I believe that he told her to just come and sit in the car with him for a while. They can discuss some things, go to dinner, yada, yada. She didn't lock her door or anything because she just planned to come back in a few minutes. She wasn't expecting it to be something long. Did they go anywhere special? I'm seeing that they were driving around a bit. I'm seeing they parked somewhere. I don't believe they parked in front of a townhouse. She's showing me that they were going to have a conversation. He decided to drop the bomb on her and he no longer was going to move in with her. He was going to stay with Haley. And from what I can see, Akia was pissed off. She was screaming at him and telling him he ruined her life. He ruined her son's life. This was supposed to be special. She wished that he was not part of her life. He told her that he had no choice and she didn't care to hear anything else. I see that she had some sort of headache or something along those lines. Her head was pounding. I believe that's when he offered to give her some sort of like drugs. Honestly, I believe he overdosed her and I do not feel as though she was aware he was giving her drugs. Perhaps he laced her water or something. I'm not entirely sure. But I do see that it wasn't a physical beating or hurting her, cutting her, shooting her or anything like that. I feel like he kind of had feelings for her and he didn't want to really do it. With that being said, though, I feel like he was with her for a few hours before this happened. I keep seeing that she had a seizure. I'm seeing that he decided that this, you know, was the time to dispose of her body. You know, this is most likely when he was communicating with Haley as well, right? Oh, yeah. This Haley character is quite crazy, in my opinion. From what I gather, she was thinking he was sleeping with her and actually not doing this. You know, he was telling her he had to take the care of the problem and give him some time. But she kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. I don't necessarily feel like he dumped her in a garbage anywhere close to her home. I feel as though he went closer to where he lived. I also see that he waited a few hours before disposing of her body. I do see he was using her phone, maybe just scrolling through information, not exactly sure why he was doing it. Maybe he wanted to see if she was talking to any other guys or make it look like a robbery. I feel like he took everything from her. I feel like he dumped her. I'm seeing that he might have had a duffel bag, really gross-looking duffel bag, stinky, maybe put her in that it looks brown brown color maybe like a red stripe on it he was someone who liked to carry around a lot of crap on him because i mean he was pretty much homeless and couch surfing half the time Ugh, 
Now, is there any distinct marker around or anything that you can think of that he took her to? I feel like it was pretty late in the evening because that's why things took so long. He had her body on him for a few hours because he was counting down the time and minutes until it got dark outside. I'm seeing people started going home, seeing like a plaza, which the pizza was like the most distinctive thing of the plaza. And I'm going to say that it was a pizza place that didn't necessarily have a big chain to it. I'd have to go there in person to check, though, but I don't believe that the, the pizza place exists anymore, but that sign could still be there. The ghost of it could be there. I keep seeing he was waiting for these people that were working at the pizza store to leave before he decided to put a Kia in the garbage. By the way, that did not stop him from robbing her and taking all of her money that she had left for the apartment. Oh, and, you know, everything else. What a fucking sleazeball. Now, what happened to all her furniture? I'm guessing he took that, too. I'm pretty confused about it, too. From what I gather from her, he was slowly moving some furniture and claiming he was putting it away so he could take it to their new place. But this happened probably a week prior to her disappearance. He's really messed up, though. From what I'm seeing, he sold some of the furniture, too, to people that, you know, basically, hey, I'm moving to Michigan. Come buy my furniture. And he sold the stuff like the fucking dirty bastard. Of course he did, because he's fucking psycho, and he killed her. So, you know, he might as well just keep going, taking everything from her, including, you know, the baby. Sad. You know, I'd like to know if he ever even stopped to think about the fact that, you know, she also had another kid that she needed to take care of. From what Akia shows me, he didn't care about anything other than himself and money. And he was done with the drama, which was the biggest motive for what he did. But okay, yeah, that'll fix Haley. What drives me absolutely nuts is that this woman, Haley, gets to get away with everything. She doesn't get to go to jail. She doesn't get to lose her life. She just continued on in her life and not getting in trouble for anything surrounding Akia's life. I know that she didn't physically do it, but she was the one who told him to do it. And I believe that this guy just is somebody that just does stuff without thinking. Akia shows me that he thinks about it all the time, though. She tells me that his pride has prevented him from telling the truth. She shows me he's sat behind jail for maybe like five to ten years. Eventually he'll open up, but from what she shows me, he's determined to keep it in. He's also protecting Haley for whatever reason. She says that he does give signs of remorse. He's had moments where he, you know, relives what happened and what he did to her because he knows it was bad and he feels bad. I mean, okay, here's my thoughts on this. Like, you did something that a crazy pregnant girl told you to do. Now you're sitting behind bars. She's walking free. I think her life should be taken from her or at least taken in a way where she's rotting in prison and she loses her children because that's exactly what she did to Akia and Akia's other child that was a young child and needed her mother. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then what's even crazier is that they just randomly picked up, left town, and moved to Michigan right after she was murdered. Like, how did the bank card get back, and how did nobody even notice this? That's a little suspicious. You just get up and move instantly, like right when your baby mama got murdered. Right. Akia shows me that everyone is accurate in saying that the card was not there until much later, even with other people moving it in and out, and there were always movements going on in and out in this place. She shows me that basically Andre decided to go back to the scene of the crime, had a little remorseful moment, placed it there where she was, you know, alive, where he last seen her. 
and obviously he didn't get pinned with it. I'm also being told from Akia that Haley and Andre both tried to see if they could get more money some way, somehow, from, like, trying to open things up in her name. They didn't want to get caught, so they may have known somebody who knew how to forge signatures for bank accounts. I'm not exactly sure how all that shit works. I'm not a criminal, but what I do see is that they were looking into ways to see if they can get their hands on that money. So they tried to definitely put things in her name then. That's a very good point. I'm being shown that he personally came back and put it there while he was visiting family. I feel like he might have left something else there as well. Something he might have left in his car that he kept. I don't know. Something like that. Could have got stolen, though. Well, will Haley, you know, ever get caught in this situation? I'm hoping so. That's why I'm putting it out there. I feel as though she's not going to. I keep feeling like he basically took the rap so the rest of his children didn't have, you know, a lost mom, I guess. But then who the hell wants her around? And perhaps as he gets older, which he is starting to get up there, he's going to start growing more emotions. I don't know. But I do see that he will open up a little bit later about it. Well, you know, is there anything else that Akia would like to talk about today? She wants everyone to know that she's with her mom, obviously, since her mom didn't get to be there for her first baby. She gets to be there for the second baby. She also shows me her little one has gotten so big and is in good hands now. She's happy with where she is. She's so grateful to her mom, her dad, Angelique, Sean, everyone, everyone that's done things for her. Angelique always gave her advice and she wishes she would have taken it. Sean always made her feel like he was a real father to her. <laughs> he was her real father, very protective of her. She wishes she had opened up a little bit more with him. She had no idea any of this was going to take place or she wouldn't have gotten involved at all. Well, that was very nice of her. There you have it, you guys. I'm glad that we were able to put some pieces together. I'm sure that as time progresses with Akia, she'll give us some more details now, next week, guys, we will be dropping two episodes. Yet again, we will be dropping one episode, which will be the Freeway Phantom. Also, Carly Geis as the official bonus episode for us getting to 25K followers on the podcast. It'll be a very busy week, but can't wait to get down to business. It'll also be our last official Black History Month episode and we will start off March with Ryan Larson Part 2. Until next time, guys, stay freaked out. <laughs>